Welcome to the LeedsCon Industry Insider Podcast, where we explore all aspects of today's lead gen industry. From customer engagement and acquisition to lead conversion and sales, we connect with key thought leaders on measurable marketing, consumer behavior, and privacy, plus all the new technologies and trends that shape the industry. Hi, everybody, and thanks again for tuning in to another episode of our inaugural LeedsCon Industry Insider podcast series. I'm your host and content director for LeedsCon, Warren Pickett. And I want to kick things off by sending good thoughts, obviously, to everybody who's listening today. We hope you're all doing well and staying safe. Through this series of podcasts, we'll be connecting with industry thought leaders for quick conversations on what's driving lead generation today and where you can look for success tomorrow. Now, Given the recent business environment in the face of the pandemic, we've all had to change our business as usual. And we want to stay connected with you as we face these challenges and look for opportunities and ultimately find ways of engaging consumers to foster lead generation. We'd love to hear from you. So I encourage you, if you can, subscribe to the podcast. Join us on our social channels, including Facebook, Twitter, which is hashtag LeedsCon and LinkedIn, and let us know how you're doing and what you'd like to hear from us. For today's episode, I'm pleased to have Kenneth Kinney joining us. Hey, Kenneth. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, buddy? Doing well. Doing well, sir. It's great to have you here. Uh, Kenneth, if you don't know him already, is a VP of Marketing and Digital Strategy for AI Media Group. He's also the host of his own excellent podcast, A Shark's Perspective, and I highly recommend you check it out. Um, You know, as a podcast newbie, Kenneth has been great to learn and listen to. Um, So, Kenneth, uh, I know you recently celebrated your your 100th episode. Congratulations on that. You mean 200. 200. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's been, but I've done, I've done a lot more of them, I guess, in succession during a week. So it, time has flown pretty quickly. Well, congrats. It's awesome. Well, uh, I can say that you were one of the top 10 guests because you were, you were one of the first through 10 I was one episodes. of your originals. That's right. Yeah, an OG. Uh, throughout his career, Kenneth's been involved with addressable TV and broadcast. He's also done a lot around lead generation and direct marketing. And he's also a nationally renowned consultant and speaker. So, uh, Kenneth, you have graced us many times at LeedsCon, but we know that you're out there uh, and making connections all over. So uh, congratulations on uh, such a bright, broad uh, depth of, of experience that uh, you have, and, and thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah, of course. It's it's an honor to, to be on your show. I appreciate it very much. I've, I've been very lucky to gain experience uh, as, you know, working for a brand, working for a publisher, uh, working for an agency, working as a consultant, working right. as a as an entrepreneur and solopreneur. So, you know, it just, it kind of helps you pull a different kind of perspective. And then uh, my nickname's been Shark since I was a kid. So that gives me a different perspective, I guess, as well, being as aggressive I am in this business, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, to kick things off today, we've got a couple questions for you. I know that in a, a restructured economy that we're dealing with right now, it's really important to think outside the box. And I know that when uh, I've always connected with you and when you've connected with our audience, you've always shared great tools and tips that help them to optimize their lead gen campaigns. Uh, You know, many people are obviously faced with using remote work strategies. They're doing more with online lead gen and and campaign platforms. 
and obviously people are trying to maximize their strategic partnerships as well. Um, so I'll kick things off by just asking you, you know, from a marketing perspective, how should people be optimizing their efforts and, and what should they be looking for right now? First and foremost, I think they need to start looking at their messaging and soften it up. And you, you're starting to see a lot more of that now, but you've got to sh show a sincere amount of care. And that authenticity that we've heard as a buzzword for so long is really coming out to see where people are stepping up in so many different ways. And right. the ones that do it naturally that show, you know, in their market marketing, how much they really care about the, you know, especially when you look at email campaigns, the normal email campaign that we've all gotten from everybody is uh, we care about you, our customer, we care about our employees and here's some worthless advice you've seen a thousand times from the CDC on how to wash your hands. I mean, we've seen this over and over and over. And a lot of that just looks very insincere. And so a lot of brands are being, I think, sort of looking, spending some time looking in the mirror at how to refine that viewpoint of, of where they actually fit as a need in the market. And, you know, Mark Cuban said on one of the recent episodes of Shark Tank, that you know everybody's a genius in a bull market. And I think this really is, is kind of an interesting sort of pivot to this same question, thinking about how everybody with what they've preached, with all kinds of marketing efforts, a lot of the fluffy stuff that we do, some of the stuff that's too much DR that we knew was too much D direct response. I mean, all that sort of coming to light, and I think we're we're really having to to look at now realizing that you know the overly direct response methods have shown to be much worse when we're in a very sensitive environment. So, you know, camp companies really have to back away from that. They've, they've got to look at things in their email campaigns, not only with just, you know, the type of messaging that you use with certain keywords that get people to open up their, their inboxes or get people to open up an email message a lot better, but also just the tonality in the message, like, like the example I gave you. Less friction, uh, for the customer, especially in UX design, less mixed messaging. I think people right now are in just such a sensitive flux with the news and everything going on that they really need a, a an even more concise way of looking at at your brand messaging, something that they can digest and digest even more quickly. I think a lot of people also need to look at their MarTech stacks. I and mean, if you look at the automation that a lot of CRMs and you know, email campaigns are just spewing out some of the messages that they look like they loaded into the system, you know, back in 2019, and they just sort of let them ride. And that, that a lot of that message has just not been been very good. But the biggest thing I think as well that that brands can really start doing, and it's kind of a softer sell message, but it's really telling stories about how they're helping, where they're playing a, a place in this world of trying to help us get over the coronavirus and, and uh, pandemic, but gathering those kind of stories, making that part of your, your marketing strategy to where it's sincere and authentic. It's, you know, it's got to be sincere and authentic or it doesn't really count or because customers can see through it today, but really helping tell those stories, you know, you can soft sell and have a, you know, form fill next to a great story and people be interested in it. But I kind of look at it with cause marketing. It's the same as that. If you think of cause marketing in the sense that if it's really part of your core DNA, you know, people will buy from you because they believe in what you're doing, that you're doing a good cause. But if, it, if it's not authentic and if it's too heavy, a direct response type push, you've just got to back it off in today's environment. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I love that. I love the the storytelling aspect. I love the, you know, obviously everybody has to be transparent right now. And, you know, I've well, my, own, my own examples of that as well. And, um, yeah. you know, there well, are was, companies who are doing it better than others. I was going to say, if you're in, if you're in any kind of market today, or any kind of vertical, especially in healthcare, if you're not leveraging those kind of stories, or if you're in a grocery store chain, I mean, if you're not telling those kind of stories of what you're doing to, this is the kind of stuff that people are consuming left and right. It's those feel good stories yeah. that really make us become fans of brands, not because you sent out a branded message in an email campaign telling us how much you care. And if you took the logo off, I wouldn't recognize it. The, the real stories of what people are doing with that kind of content can just really make a strong impact. And, you know, I think uh, you mentioned brand image, brand identity, um, kind of taking that to the next level. If you look beyond marketing, how should companies be thinking about the way that they're advertising now and, and hopefully building connections with, you know, their customers? Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is one of the toughest questions that Legion people trying to still grow their business because we've all got pressures. I mean, every company is going to have pressure to maintain some growth or at least, you know, keep, keep the, the boat from filling with too much water, but you've got to have your message out there. This is, I'll, I'll add some things from a survival mode as well. A lot of businesses need to still keep their names out there because when we do come out of this, you don't want to have to start from scratch. That can be more expensive almost to reintroduce a brand right. uh, to some degree. But a lot of it's also really understanding you can't run ads when you're laying off a ton of people. It would, it makes sense. I can be one, for example, the hospitality industry. It makes sense for them not to run ads, um, you know, on TV to come join them at a resort for obvious reasons, because nobody's traveling. At the same time, you also have to think of how insensitive that would feel to a lot of people if you saw an ad and you'd read or seen on the TV news over and over and over that XYZ resort and casino or hotel chain just laid off a hundred plus thousand people. Right. That kind of that kind of advertising, I think people are really uh, looking at it a lot more closely. People want to feel like if you're going to be advertised to there's got to be something there there but brands are really going to be judged i think especially with advertising and what that kind of messaging looks like and again that's going to have a different kind of message that message that you have in your ads absolutely has to change it can't be a direct response uh you know type type push that we typically have but i think another thing that comes up all the time and it's one of the things i've always been uh, that's been important to me is looking at attribution especially now if you're spending any money you've really got to look at where the dollars are being spent you know our technology is a patented technology that looks at real-time actual attribution across the, the many different channels that we're able to track if you think about how a lot of people have looked at their media mix for you know for a long time since since uh, markov uh, did his markov model 100 years ago this is modeled attribution that's thrown out the window for most people for the last few months of what we're seeing. There's nothing that will make sense in most of those models. So I think it's really important to figure out where your dollars are performing right now. Now, what I would say on the back end of that, this is such a prime opportunity 
for people to actually spend in search. It's the one area that I think if you were to really focus on a channel that you should put as much money as you can in paid search because if people in this kind of climate are out there looking for a product or service, they're going to go to their Google machine. They're not uh, going to react as quickly to your banner ads or your email campaigns, uh, at least in my opinion and some of the data that I've seen. They're going to be out there searching for something then you want to be front and center. Now, they could have been triggered from a TV campaign, an email campaign, or a display ad. But, you know, I think if somebody's actually in the, the look, spending the time to search for a product or service, that's where you want to be front and center. Gotcha. Yeah, and you talked about paid search there. You know, we've sure. obviously seen an uptick in, in organic as well. And, you know, exactly. I, I know that there are a lot of companies out there where their budgets have been, you know, cut or, or you know, frozen. Uh, they're trying to do as much with as few resources as they can right now. So, you know, beyond paying for, for media, beyond paying for search, uh, you know, are there other channels, other ways to kind of look at uh, the way that you're doing lead gen right now? Yeah, I mean, everybody's all over social. And, I, and if you can do a softer form of messaging, I mean, a lot of people really get turned off by ads on social. I think they're fantastic from a lead gen perspective. Uh -huh. But a lot of people are very sensitive to it because they don't want to see, especially on social, ads in today's climate. Now, where that ad is tweaked, for example, instead of showing a 1995 offer for a product or service, Maybe it's something that draws you in with here's how we're helping uh, produce, you know, a distillery, for example, that produced uh, hand sanitizer instead of whiskey. Right. As long as it's not Jack Daniels, you know, one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, that's okay. But when you think about something like that, that's a good way to pull somebody into a brand, especially on social, by those kinds of stories. Now, again, you can't just draw them to a form, uh, a landing page, and expect somebody to easily convert without that being a real part of the story and there and it's not a bait and switch uh intention of what i'm saying either but i'm what i'm saying is i guess the way you look at your different channels especially with the visuals and what you would see on social i think a lot more again about the type of stories you're telling with your brands can be used in uniquely different advertising methods today Right. Uh, that, that really resonate with everybody because everybody on the planet's going through this. Just to give you an example, you know, I got a, an email this morning from Marriott and, and sure. know, the hotel chain and, you know, they're doing, I think, some good marketing, talking about what they're doing with existing reservations, what they're doing mm -hmm. with future reservations, how they've opened up, you know, so many of their, their hotel rooms to first line responders um, and yes. know, to give them access to their hotels. And then what they're doing to add value for their Bonvoy, you know, members extending their membership benefits. So, you know, there, there's a lot to be said about groups and, and companies out there that are finding ways to convey value, to convey those stories about how they're helping and, and where they're making a difference. Um, like you said, beyond, you know, traditional ad that says, hey, buy our product, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, let me add something to that because I think I got that same email and I'll give you a one, one counter story. So I did get that one and I've, I've gotten it from several different hotel chains and airlines and, and those are, and they're all wonderful. I'm glad they're doing it. Right. I hope this is, you know, my question is to really 
C, do they care enough to keep this? I mean, there's so sure. many good things that brands are doing right now that are what we really expect. Um, we expect as a normal, they're translating it into a little bit of a care. And so, and I use this example, uh, this phrase a lot. It's kind of like we care-ish. And I've, it feels like it needs to be a lot um, stronger, sincere, and lasting. Lasting is probably the, the thing that I'd love to see. I know it's real people that are coming up with this and there's a financial behind it. But, you know, if you move my loyalty points out for a year, well, okay, that feels great because they know I'm not going to travel, but are they my loyalty points or your loyalty points? I mean, obviously they're, they're theirs. And so I think if we would see a lot more of that messaging and where it's going to, where we see some of the permanent changes, like maybe cleaning the airplanes all the time, as opposed to once, once in a while. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Instead of the short term, I mean, we may not even recognize that they, the planes all may be you know, blue and purple by the time we, we see what the natural color is. Right. But I would like to see that more. But at the same time, I was going to bring up another brand in the home services space. I get one to two messages a, a day from them that I've just sort of collect and they are completely tone deaf to the situation. I've not seen one uh, care message other than they bury it at the bottom. Right. Here's your typical hundred dollars off or 1995 offer and then at the very bottom they've got we you know all of our techs remain physically distant socially distant things like that so uh, there's the, you can never care too much or show it uh too much if it's sincere and, and authentic and a lot of brands still are struggling a lot with that especially as to the different types of channels whether it's email social uh, TV, radio. But I, again, I think that's another channel to think of as well is podcasts. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of brands are wanting to jump into the podcast space. I mean, you think of the employee stories that are out there today with uh, people that are helping the products and services that they're donating to the cause. I mean, there's so many different ways to pull people in right now that are softer sell messages that really, you know, create uh, some some really amazing opportunities if they do it correctly, and everybody can can help. I've got a friend of mine who um, does a podcast, has a sponsor, and he and his sponsor pull together funds to uh, donate a ton of uh, uh, sterile gloves uh, to a hospital. It was something like a hundred thousand gloves, and I mean, didn't have to. That was you know at the core of, of his heart, and that's why he wanted to do it. And to, that made me listen to quite a few more of his podcasts, for example, and, and their e, the ERP system that he has behind it is something I would highly consider implementing just because it put it, that positive spin on our brain. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunity out there for sure. Sure. Um, so, Kath, we got to wrap things up, but I've got one more question for you. You know, obviously, like I hinted at at the beginning, people are dealing with, you know, a different work environment everybody mm -hmm. being remote these days and, and stay at home. You know, how do we look at leads considering that, you know, things like call centers have been relegated to people's bedrooms and, and uh, you know, kitchens and, and really being physically disconnected with your sales teams. How do we, how do we address kind of the physical separation in, in lead generation? Sure. And I've seen good, good sides and bad sides from this, from one from, a product I ordered and uh, or say it was a, an airline ticket that I canceled and then reordered or repurchased could not have been a better experience in all my years of flying 
uh, it was simply amazing how good once I got through their, their IVR and the, the wait times, but just, you could hear it in their voice and they were doing so good to really keep people pulled back in. That has amazed me to see how call center agents in particular, uh -huh. uh, any form and flavor. And I've seen this several times now, just, just the way they're handling people, I th you know, it's, it's so much better. And I think to some degree, that's all, but also because us as consumers tend to approach them a lot better now. So really working with your call center team to help um, making certain that empathy is there is really worth a lot in order to help that close. But another thing with sales enablement that is normally a problem is just connecting a lot of your advertising and marketing efforts with the people that get to your call center team. You can pull together, you know, I've been to some of these large call centers that have hundreds and thousands of people in large areas and you can pull together a group meeting. You can put everything up on a big board and show them here's what the ads are. But this happens a lot in affiliate marketing, especially where the call center may know what the brand is doing, but they, but they may not know what an affiliate is doing. So really helping pull, you know, in some form or capacity on whatever meetings you're working with, if you have a call center that is involved uh, or a disparate sales team somewhere, make certain that they know what your marketing and advertising messaging is out there so that those messages will get aligned. I just listened to a customer call where they complain where, and I don't, remember exactly uh, the example, but you know, they were complaining because it was a 50% offer uh, that came to one price, yet the call center person thought it was something like, I'm going to give an example, 1995, which right. was a different price. So that mixed messaging there. happens yeah. all the time. And when you've got people that are working from their kitchen, as opposed to we can pull everybody together in a quick group meeting, the confused buyer, as I say a lot, the confused buyer always says no. And this is one of those opportunities where you've really got to align that messaging that much more to help connect your own teams to what the customer's seeing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you've got to make sure everybody's on the same page that uh, when you have those opportunities, you're, you're not sabotaging them and you want to make sure that you're making those connections so that people do absolutely. want to do business with you. Yeah. Well, hey, Kenneth, it is always great to connect with you. We really appreciate you uh, being on the show and, and sharing with us. Thanks so much. Yeah, of course. It's an honor. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. We're, we're great, uh, grateful to have you here with us. Uh, that's it for this episode of the LeedsCon Industry Insider. Please continue to check back with us and subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends, colleagues, family. We're just getting started and we have many great guests that we're uh, going to be on having on the show here to help you inform the uh, lead gen community. So again, everybody, please be well, be safe, and we look forward to connecting with you soon. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into this episode of LeedsCon's Industry Insider Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for the latest news, insights, and the best takeaways you need to drive your performance marketing to the next level.